0: And good morning, dear ones. Reverend Robert with you over here.
1: Michelle Wadley, Reverend Reverend Dr. Michelle Wadley from uh, New Jersey. How are you?
0: And we are a couple of ministers talking shit. Yes, Reverend Z is off today. He is out celebrating his son's college graduation. So a big, huge congratulations to Reverend Elzia and his son, Elzia Jr., Uh, They've made it through another four years of college. Uh, Rev Z will be back with us next week. And so I took the opportunity to invite our dear friend, Reverend Michelle, with us. I, some of you may remember Reverend Michelle had a program with us on the network here for a while and has been called into some other great things. And uh, I forgot to mention this in the setup, Reverend Michelle, but I do want to talk a little bit about your most recent trip. So we're really grateful Reverend Michelle was able to be with us this morning and uh, and share with us this morning. So let's dive right in and let's start there. You recently took a, let's call it some sacred travel uh, with a very deep spiritual and, I believe, um, important uh, undertone to the whole thing. Tell us a little bit about what you've been up to.
1: Well, first, I want to sing praises to uh, Reverend um, Sandra Jackson and and Patty Rumsa because it was originally their journey. So I want to make sure I give credit to them uh, for reasons that I won't go into. They had to cancel their the trip. And upon hearing that they were about to cancel their trip, which was the civil rights tour to Alabama, um, that my my partner in the work that I do, which is Healing the Divide, it's an it's a anti-racism work that has grown um, over the past three years. And my partner and I were like, oh, hell no, we are not not going. <laughs> <So> <laughs> we kind of just picked up the baton and uh, 15 of us, and it was... 15 people from uh, Reverend uh, Linda Finley, Reverend Liz Moranti, um, Reverend Cindy Mittendorf, Reverend Jude uh, Denning. I mean, the ministers that were there, practitioners that were there, from people from Texas, Rhode Island, Florida, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And we came together arm in arm and, 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 and plopped ourselves in the middle of Alabama to go on the civil rights tour. We spent the first day in Montgomery, the second day in Selma, and the third in Birmingham. And I gotta tell you, there is nothing like being having boots on the ground. Um, nothing could have taught us the physical feeling experience that we experienced by being in the midst of the this this area. The, the 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 walk the path where where Dr Martin Luther King you know we walked the bridge but the people that were there a direct descendants the one of the gentlemen at one of the museums walked the bridge and man that's that's very humbling it was painful it was humbling it was horrifying. And I hope that all all ministries give some amount of money to the Equal Justice, Justice Initiative, which is uh, Brian Stevens' brainchild, uh, because the work that they did, the museums were brilliant, and uh, we came home changed. Mm, great. We came home changed. Yeah. And I think all Americans, I know that's a little, you know, a big idea, but... You, it's hard to hold on to ideas that you have when you choose to go into the middle of that experience. It was very powerful. Very powerful.
0: Yes. Yeah. Good for you. We, we want to send our kudos and love um, and uh, one for helping to support making sure that actually did happen. But more importantly, being willing to go do that type of work.
1: Yeah, that willing is a, is an important word because you have to be willing to have your heart ripped out. Yes. Hey, let's say thank you to a couple of people.
0: Fiona over in George, uh, Geneva, excuse me, Georgia, that's a later story, in Geneva. Glad you're with us this morning or this afternoon where you are. Wayne in Calgary, always a light bearer on our programs. Thanks for being with us. Lori Carlson, good morning to you as well. Grateful that you are here Folks, do feel free to join in the long, live conversation. Leave a comment. Uh, we know that there are people here. We can see the numbers. We just don't know who you are unless you comment. Once you comment, we'll know that you are here individually, and we love to recognize you for that. Okay. so. For those that follow this show, you know that we like to talk about current events, and um, there's been more than a few current events happening, especially in the world of social justice and r- racial equity, um, the biggest of which we'll, prob- we'll cover a little bit later in the program, but one of the ones that caught my eye in this last couple of weeks is the story coming out of Georgia uh, involving the women's lacrosse team and uh, the they're from the University of Delaware. They were on a trip to Florida for a tournament and they were on a bus on their way home from that tournament. The bus gets pulled over for rather dubious reasons from my understanding. And, uh, and the white officers decide they are going to go on what I think is a fishing trip. And uh, it would appear violated a whole bunch of civil rights and uh, have caused the University of Delaware to, to um, they're going to file a complaint with the Department of Justice. Um, Good. Michelle, Good. how is it that in 2022 we're still letting the police get away with things like this?
1: Honey, because it's, it's not the police. It's still the individuals. We, we can't keep thinking that legislation rules and laws are going to heal what needs to be healed every story that you and I are about to speak about it is about still the systemic pain the systemic trauma the conditioning the training that we don't even know is there that causes us to do these stupid I'm going to just call it out <laughs> stupid <laughs> ignorant things and and yet it, it, it trickles up in individuals, it will come up as justified. But I guarantee you that they don't even know the real source of what's, what's pushing them to, 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 to call these people out to, oh my God, it's just, we have to do the work and the work is, we can march, but marching without inner healing Will never get us there, so I think it's possible because there's an ignorance to emotional help. Praise God, to, you know. Praise Brene Brown. For me, I, everyone, everyone, we need to. <laughs> part of it angers me, of course. Yep. And and then I, you know, and I get it. I feel a little bit like. Man, why don't we see this? Why don't we see this? Right.
0: It it feels to me like these officers. All right. So let's take it away from the fact that they have a gun and a badge. These two men walk onto a bus and see a, a collection of young black women. And immediately go down the road of, well, what is it you're doing? What do you got? Where's the marijuana? Where's the what's going on? And the video looks, if you know, folks, we watch the videos so you don't have to, um, because they can be very triggering. The videos emerging from this, both from the young women on the bus taking video, and now some of the the body cam footage, um, it feels there, you know, it's not white privilege. This is white supremacy in. F- Full it's and still full
1: alive long. and well. It is alive and well. Yeah. And it's absolutely frightening and scary. And it, to me, I think it's even more frightening now because now we have all this exposure, right? There's an there's an immediate, you know, you do you cross the line, you're immediately exposed, you know, all of the social media outlets yep. and all of this, and and yet. You're still willing to take that chance, knowing that. For me, that's scary. What makes you think that you're not going to be held accountable? That's scary.
0: I have, uh, I've gotten, I've kind of gotten pulled into uh, First Amendment audit videos on YouTube, and these are folks. If you're not familiar, these are folks that go out with the intention of auditing. Uh, police departments, city council buildings, uh, all kinds of places, and doing what's legal in public and allowing themselves to be harassed and filming it. And in many of these, the the people, almost invariably white faces, they'll say something like, oh, you're one of those A1 guys. Oh, I know about you guys. But they continue to believe they have the right and the privilege and in some places the responsibility to harass people, uh, uh, and to violate people's civil rights, to violate our constitutional rights on uh, again and again and again. There's a big wake up call, I think, for many of us,
1: you know, people I've had friends, because my passion for this work is not fun. It's not rewarding in that It's not like it's filled with support and accolades. Not that I do it for that reason. I've lost some of my community because there's the silent disagreeers. But the fact is that until we... No, what I was going to say to you is my friends who, who see me do this work, they ask me, why do you do this work? Why are you going to Alabama? And my answer to them is always because I want to raise the, the level in everyone I know of intolerance of bullshit. I want to raise it. And until, <laughs> until we collectively raise our tolerance where we're really, where everyone responds every time. It, all of these incidents, for every person who cares about humanity, it we requ- it requires boots on the ground. It requires letters. It requires a, a, a no. This is not okay on my watch. Right. And and that's in addition to for me to doing the inner healing work because I don't think we can really be effective without both. So for me, this. Come on, folks. When when do we say no more, no more, no more, and really mean it? Yeah. When do we do that?
0: Exactly, and I think you're speaking to our our dear friend. Welcome, Linda. Uh, is saying much the same. One on one, we can change hearts and minds. One on one, that's right. This has to come down to to in many ways one on one conversations and being willing to have the tough conversation that says that might pull somebody aside and say, Hey, you know what you just said is rather offensive to people of color, or even just rather offensive to me uh a, as a collaborator with people of color
1: well and to, and also to be willing to be wrong because you know um i only know what i know because people who loved me enough called me out to say well you might want to rethink or you might want to rephrase and i go oh oh got it okay yep doesn't feel good but transformation is it's like birth birth is messy Anyone who's ever been seen a birth, it's not this lovely spiritual experience. Messy, <laughs> it smells, it's you know, not fun. And there's this like level of suffering that happens before it's that before you get the gift of the child, right? right? This is what it is. We have to be willing to be to, to hurt. We have to be willing to be to be corrected. And I'm talking to the white folks. We have to be willing to know what we don't know, but not with the shame. But I know you want to go on to something else. I can <laughs> go down that road way far.
0: Exactly. Uh, well, and our next story, folks, does tie in right about here, because if we're not willing to have these conversations, then guess what? Our kids
2: Mm, learn mm,
0: from that. And the next story we want to focus on is even more heartbreaking. Uh, A group of middle schoolers in Florida last week uh, were involved in in a community art project. And the way I hear the art project is set up is they are to create a 3D art project that they can wear that includes one of the initials from their either first or last name, one of their initials.
1: Martin County School District. I just want to be really clear where it was.
0: Yeah, there we go. Uh, Martin County School in Florida. And six of these young beings decide to line up and spell out probably the most offensive racial slur that you can imagine. And yes, the word begins with N and um all the news coverage I've seen have blocked these kids, you know, shaded their faces and even shaded out the word, blurred out the word itself. But I think we all know what this is, and this is the direct out picturing of what happens if we don't have these conversations, if we're not willing to step now, up and say, "Hey, You're being a little polite,
1: Robert, <laughs> this kind of hate, this the the oh this." Is allowed in the home. Right. This needed to be checked a long time before these kids showed up in that middle school, so we could blame the school, and the so the school needs to be held responsible. Somebody should have noticed what the heck was going on. The kids right. need to be the kids need to be reeducated and held responsible, but the parents too, and they'll. I don't want to go, oh, well, it's always mommy and daddy's fault in that overcasting way. But this level of prejudice, this is the systemic pain and suffering that accepts and allows this behavior. This happens at home. This happens at home. Right. I mean, I have three sons. I got to tell you something. We, we're in these kind of conversations all the time. Now they're all adults, but there's no way in hell that any one of them would have ever? I, I never would have seen that word come out of their mouths because it because it was we revered a, a different a different understanding of humanity. So this is what's really scary. What's going on in that in those households? Right. And what are the parents now doing? Uh, let's say it's split by the parents. Let's say let's say the parents are a little surprised or shocked. Are you not watching who your children are hanging out with? Right. you got to look all around. We've got to get back to having a greater handle on, on the exposure of our children. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. It it used to be that, okay, maybe kids got a few hours of TV after school. Now it's 24-7. And, you know, as a parent of teenagers, I can tell you, I know how difficult it is to get the device out of their hand uh, and all the tricks and all the ways we try, but um, but it is. I agree with you. It's super important to have the conversations and to be aware of what's happening when we're not having those conversations. Um, again, our uh, our friend Linda is suggesting this is promoted in the home.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: And yes. we do see that. So, and here's the fun. Well, not fun part. But here's here's where it leads, folks. All these things, these, these may seem like small pieces. A bus is searched that shouldn't be. Some kids line up and do something they shouldn't, and we'll fix that. But it leads to a bigger concern in our nation, and that's what's happened at Buffalo this past week. Um, I, it is so incredibly hard to, to hear of these stories. And at first, when you hear it, it's a mass shooting in a, in a supermarket. Okay. But then when you hear the details that this was racially motivated, that this is um, a manifesto on replacement theory, that this young man uh, twitched and live streamed his attack, that he actually pointed his gun at a white woman, and then upon realizing she was white, apologized and said, oh, sorry, and didn't pull the trigger. And shot at somebody else. These little pieces, which are horrendous in their own right, end up being horrific if left unchecked.
1: I, and I have to be honest, um, I don't necessarily see them as little pieces, Robert. Because for every one of those precious athletes that were on that bus, they now have been given another reason to not trust, to not feel safe. That's right and they're going to carry that into their life and and our colleagues our ministerial colleagues my friends the people of my within my community people of color within my community black and brown people everywhere get re-traumatized re-traumatized every time something like this happens so this is i just I just just don't agree with thinking of them as little things. Every the re-traumatization sets us back. Yeah. It sets us back. And I say us, I know I'm not fooling myself. I'm pretty white. I don't think of myself as a Karen, but I'm pretty white. I get that. But I'm I'm doing every single thing I can to beg people of that are you know, white people to, to be willing to walk the walk. And I want to digress for one second. I'd like to speak the names of the people from Buffalo. So we have them because these people, you know, these are, these are those people. Um, Roberta A. Drury. She was 32. Marcus D. Morrison, 52. Andre McNeil, 53. Aaron Salter, 55. Geraldine Talley, 62 Celestine Ch- Cheney, 65, Hayward Patterson, 67, Catherine Massey, 72, Pearl Young, 77, and Ruth Whitfield, 86. Oh my God. And there were three injured individuals, also. And I won't do the metaphysical thing. Right now, which I would do if I was in my community to talk about, you know, the shooter as a victim, <laughs> because that would be offensive. But I I, I do want to say he is the, he is the indication of the systemic racism that is still insidious. that And, and it's hard to fight because you can't see where it lives. Right. Because it's in the it's still in the collective unconscious we have to call we have to call each other to a higher expression and i want i want to put one little plug and i know my name or my email or none of that is here right now but we are going to be doing another book study okay what's a book study well i tell you what a book study is it becomes a small army of people who are saying they want to do better And uh, in June, we're going to, the next book we are doing is uh, The Racial Healing Handbook. And in this moment, I can't remember who the author is. I have the book out of my reach right now. Um, I ask you if you don't, if you have this feeling, I don't know what to do, I don't know how to change it, I don't know whatever, then I'm telling you the fact is that you can. Begin to shift consciousness and shift your understanding. And we have to, (laughs) this is an odd use of the word, but we have to become intolerant. We have to become intolerant of this behavior and, 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 and immediate, immediate swift and intolerant of this behavior because any allowance allowance is compliance is what it is. Yeah.
0: Uh, I looked up the author for you real quick, Annalise Singh. Thank you. I think that's how she pronounces her so name.
1: Even if you don't join us, it's a brilliant, wonderful book. It's a it's actually a workbook. I wish I had it here. Um, I know it's it on the shelf actually. Um, it's a wonderful workbook and it takes you through kind of peeling off the layers and asking yourself about who you are and to you know to get in touch with who you are. Mm-hmm it's not fun i'm not an expert i'm just willing to be in that state of discomfort mm. and discomfort is what happens when we do want to give birth to that to the next level of consciousness and the next the next dimension of experience we have to be willing to pass through it right yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that one gets me too because we're taught from a very young age to to avoid the discomfort, to 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 move away from that, to do whatever we have to to hide, it, to not feel the discomfort. But really, I think in a lot of ways, what we're all being called to is a deeper f- sense of feeling in collaboration with those around us with those that are being marginalized and oppressed that those are, that are being re-traumatized every time one of these stories breaks um it i feel like it's easy it's easier for me to just say to my teenagers don't go do that i don't have to have the conversation that says you're a target simply because you're alive i get to have the conversation now we're working that with my kids to for me to be able to change that and say, Hey, we got to look at this from their side too, from, from another perspective that says, what if I was the target? And, um, and I feel for, for my colleagues of color every time that they have to have that conversation that with their kids to say, you're a target simply because you're alive.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And if, if anybody wants a real dose of reality, Read or especially listen to the book. I, I, I do both I read and I listen. Um, the, the book cast, I know it's not new, it's been around, but cast by Isabel Wilkerson. Um, I would be listening and just sobbing in my kitchen while cleaning. And why would I put myself through that? <laughs> because my my the ordination that allows me to be in this conversation is born out of my willing to feel the discomfort mm. and so if you're listening i i and I, I would like to say another thing about this real quick while we have a couple minutes left yeah. um it's not easy and i do not i am not trying to spark shame shame is the lowest level of emotional being that we can that we can experience and when we go into shame what happens is we go into hiding so i'm not never trying to incite shame i'm trying to say that every person here is powerful and out of your power that you can be part of the transformation so it's not about saying you did something wrong but just simply be willing to be aware that somewhere down line in your in your ancestral history okay somewhere there were beings possibly that you were related to that simply that didn't know that they didn't know and without it being checked All of this stuff gets handed down through our DNA, through our trauma, through the body. And so white people go into avoidance and black people go into trauma. And, oh, my God. So we have to change that. And it takes every single one of us to change it. We have to be willing to We have to be willing. That's all. I I don't know what else to say. Yeah.
0: We've got a question in the uh, the comments. We're gonna run over a, a minute or two here today, folks, because this one's too good to, to avoid. Fiona asks, is science of mind conflict avoidant?
1: Oh, it can be. Oh, it can be. It depends upon the delivery system. And by the delivery system, I mean the individual teacher or speaker. But for me, I'm, a, I'm science of mind. I love the teaching. You know, I call myself a proud religious scientist. And I'm in everyone's face all the time because, mm-hmm. because by, by integrating our spiritual awareness, by elevating our, well, let me, let, me, let me back up a little bit more. I use spiritual mind treatment and I use the teaching to heal my inner world. I call it my inner landscape. By healing my inner landscape, I become more potent. And then my word becomes more powerful for transformation. And then what happens is I know that when I when I show up, my uh, I'll get a little woo-woo on you. My light, my power, my potency has a greater impact when I'm healed and whole. So for me, that's what I get at A Science of Mind. And do, should we go to prayer before feeling something? Absolutely not. That's spiritual bypass. You gotta be willing to face this stuff Spot on, spot on. And then say, who am I? What do I bring to the table? And how can I be part of the transformation? And that is easier when you have a teaching that, that gives you the potency of your word and the word becomes more powerful when as you raise up your wholeness. That's my opinion about that, Fiona.
0: Mm, thank you. Thank you.
1: Folks, we are just about
0: running out of time, but I want to make sure you know how to contact and connect with Reverend Michelle. You can head over to her website, plannedhappinessinstitute.com. We've put the link in the chat box. Uh, If it doesn't show up there, it's running across the bottom of your screen. And um, I want to wrap this up, but before we go, I also want to spend a quick moment and thank some people. Mostly, well, specifically, the organizations and individuals that make this network possible are financial, committed givers, and sponsors. Please stay with us. We'll be right back with more of Ministers Talking Shit in just a moment.
2: Thank you, Center for Spiritual Living Denver, for your continued support. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Midtown Atlanta for your monthly contribution. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living North Jersey for your monthly contribution. And please help us welcome Ohm Center for Spiritual Living in La Mesa, California. Thank you for your monthly donation. Thank you Center for Spiritual Living Seattle for your most generous donation. And a special thanks to Hefferlin Foundation for your generous technology grant. (laughs) And Suze Ajit, thank you for your very generous donation. And a super special thank you to Dr. Tracy Brown, RSCP. Thanks for being a super donor. And a big shout out to all our committed donors.
0: Yes, yes 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 thank you thank you thank you to all of our committed donors and organizational sponsors we thank you so much Reverend michelle your name's on there with your husband nice, I was kind
1: of like, oh yeah. That's
0: and, it. and your community the center for spiritual living north jersey is there as well so uh we love having you here we're grateful that you're here thank with you. us today before we wrap this up any final thoughts that you'd like to share with
1: the? yeah folks? i just want to catch that word that uh sorry on tracy's uh on tracy's um slide where she said about interrupting and i i mean i talk about that all the time we have to interrupt the patterns we have to interrupt the thinking patterns i'm going to give one quick secret how you do that question question everything question your thinking question what you think is real question authorities question your belief system question everything because that's how you'll begin to see what's behind the veil yes
0: Mm, beautiful. Thank you.
1: Well, I hope we can have you back
0: again, again soon. And uh, maybe next time we'll even let Rev Z come on the show with us. Uh, and- <laughs> I, missed, I was going to
1: see him.
0: I will send him your love and let him know uh, you. that you were here. And uh, what a great show, folks. Thanks for watching today on New Thought Media Network. We've got a full day of programming ahead. Remember that Be Your Own Hero with Seku Writes is coming up in just about 10 minutes. Morning Prayer at 8.15. Rev Melissa with the Morning Sip at 8.30. Uh, later today, 5 o'clock, it's the Good News with myself. And at 6 o'clock, the Fireside Chat with Pastor Michael. We are New Thought Media Network. We appreciate you being a part of what we're doing here. We're going to get you out of here for now. Let you get into the rest of your morning. Until the next time, we wish you peace and richest blessings.